Engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, good evening, friends. Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to Praying for America. We're so glad that you're with us. Patriots, Christians from coast to coast and across the body of Christ, thank you for coming to pray for our country, to pray for President Trump, to pray for this election. And tonight, even before we go into our scripture, I want to welcome our guest who's a longtime friend and ally known to most of you, Alvita King. Hi, everybody. uh, Hi, Father Frank. It's good to be back with you. All right. Same here. And uh, hi to everybody at Priests for Life. Busy times, huh? Busy. Very, very much so. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. You and I are involved in a couple of uh, joint activities, especially with the America First Policy Institute. And I want to make sure our, our folks before our program is over tonight know a little bit more about what that is and how they can uh, connect with it. But Alvita, let's start with scripture. I, I, there's a passage at the beginning of Philippians that I, I, I think of this passage when I think of you and see you, you know, leading prayers all over the country and giving uh, greetings on the media, because I think this passage encapsulates the spirit that that you convey in, uh, in Christ and in the spirit of God. Let me read, starting with uh, uh, chapter one, verse three. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart. For whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, All of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Praise well, be, I think, God. I think wow. the passage summarizes your spirituality very much. And yours as well. As a matter of fact, this morning I was preparing my mother's chair. You know, she lives in the home with me. And on the stairway, there are photographs and pictures going up and down the steps. So that was a beautiful sketch of Mother Teresa and then a picture with you and Janet. And uh, I thank God for you this morning. And that is true in the body of Christ and the fellowship, what makes Christians unique is that through the blood of Jesus, God becomes our father. God is creator, mighty judge in everything. But uh, thinking about this beautiful Christian fellowship. And you and I met in the 1990s, Father Frank. So it's been quite a while and uh, it's just wonderful to join you today in conversation. You did mention AFPI, America First Policy Institute, and you're such a a friend to AFPI also, where I am the chairman of the Center for the American Dream. So if people want to know more about AFPI, just look up America First Policy Institute. And you're such a good friend to us. We just love you, Father Frank. 
Well, it is. It has great leadership. Our friend Brooke Rollins, of course, who worked under President Trump for domestic policy. She is really a gifted leader. Uh, and really, the AFPI consists of so many people who were in the Trump administration. And right. of course, these people came together because uh, he has a great ability to, to spot talent and leadership and to bring it together for the cause of America. So really, really great. We're going to be together, in fact, at Mar-a-Lago, aren't we, shortly after the uh, shortly after the midterm elections. For That's the right AFPI. around the 17th. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So AFPI will have a series of policy meetings you and I will be taking part in. Alvita, would you pray at this moment for before we go further in our discussion, um, based on that scripture we just had, would you please say a prayer for our viewers and all? And friends, as always, please leave your prayer intentions as we have this program tonight, because praying for America includes praying for one another. And we're going to have Alvita do that for us now. Father, in the name of Jesus, by the power of your Holy Spirit, uh, we are thankful for the blood of Jesus, the Christian experience. And according to scripture that has been read this morning, uh, thanking God in, upon every remembrance of each other and all of us who labor in the vineyards together. We pray that you'll lead us continually, which you already do, according to Psalms 23, blessing us according to Psalms um, 103 and protecting us according to Psalms 91. We also do 1 Timothy 1 verse 2, praying for those who are in authority that we can have peaceful lives. So as many are doing early voting or getting out to vote and all of that, during the month of November, we of course have the elections. We also have Thanksgiving. So we're very watchful to give thanks. And when people see all the bad going on in the world, let them see your glory. The whole earth is filled with your glory, Father. So bless us and continue to guide us. And we thank you in Jesus' name, Father. Amen. Amen. Uh, so, Alvita, you mentioned about voting. And, of course, this election is big. Uh, this election is right upon us now. And, of, of course, many have voted. Millions and millions have voted already. You are there in Georgia. Georgia is a pivotal uh, state uh, in this election. And um, tell us, uh, uh, you know, we always hear, you know, this is the most important election uh, we've had. And it seems that it's always true. You know, each year it's the most important election we've had till the next one. And, and because so much hinges on it, is it an exaggeration? Uh, and of course, all of us on this audience, you know, are convinced of the answer to this, but I'd like you to explain your perspective. Is it an exaggeration when, when people will say, oh, in this election, we have to save America? And of course, we see the Save America signs at President Trump's um, rallies, which he is having uh, several of them uh, during these very days. Uh, and uh, there'll be one on um, Saturday night, Sunday afternoon, and then again on Monday night. And, and these are Save America rallies. What do you hear? What do you understand when people, when he says and when people say, well, this election is so important, we've got to save America? Well, interestingly enough, God bless America, God help America, Hosanna, God rescue America. Pretty soon we'll be celebrating Christmas, the birth of Christ. We know our Redeemer lives uh, in heaven, back in heaven with his father now at his right hand praying for us. So understanding all of that, 
God, when we say God bless America, God save not just America, but the whole world. God is after souls. He's not so much even into the political scene, so to speak. We have been blessed by God with the privilege here in America to have the honor, privilege, and responsibility to vote. And we must vote, of course, for the policies and the uh, issues, and certainly not the personalities. And I could look at the race, even here in Georgia, where I live, or any of that. And I tell people all the time, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And yet, our Redeemer lives, so there's redemption and hope for everybody. So in praying that God will save America, since Roe v. Wade was overturned, and that was a victory and a wonderful in and of itself, of course, we didn't bust out the champagne bottles and the corks. What we did instead was to go dig, dig some more foxholes and uh, get busy to, to go back to every state and make sure that women and babies and fathers and families and communities are safe. So in the saving of America, of course, it begins in the womb to the tomb into eternity. So all of that ties together. But I've been saying this, and Father, we've talked about this many, many times ourselves. The economy is bad. Crime is up really high. Here in Georgia, crime is just as bad, if not worse, than Chicago. And wow. that's absolutely terrible. Inflation. We've got still the problems at the border, education issues. And we need to support our pregnancy care centers. So somebody says, well, if you completely stop abortions all over America and around the world, then everything will work. It goes together. It goes together. If the economy stabilizes again, which it can, if we vote for people who are not trying to kill it, this current right. like this current administration, if the economy is better, people will not be afraid and panicking, and they will make better decisions than abortion automatically. If crime is dealt with in a way that when criminals are having activities they should not be doing, you want to deal with crime. You do want to have compassion, returning people to society, of course. But when crime goes down, then abortion will go down. Abortion is a crime, by the way, too. People don't believe that. On the book, some places it still is legal, but it's wrong. So when there's less crime, there's less abortion. When there's less inflation, there is less abortion. So what you do when you go to that ballot, if you're early voting, mailing it in, if you're going on election day, write your issues down and then go over to the Priest for Life site. Where is that? Voted, uh, well, pro-life vote. Pro-life pro pro vote. Go to prolifevote.com. Com. Pro there it is. Prolifevote.com. And then you look at where the candidates stand on the issue. Not their haircut, not their smile, not if they're Democrat or Republican, period. Look at where they stand on the issues. Have your own issues right next to it. And then vote for that person, the best of choice, not the lesser of two evils. Nobody wants to vote for evil. The best choice possible, more closely aligned with your issues. And if you, you know, vote that way, you got you have to vote that way. So it's our responsibility, obligation, and privilege to vote. You know, you mentioned uh, uh, the interrelation of all these issues, and uh, made me think about um, uh, this idea. A number of commentators have mentioned this: that right now we've got an electorate. It seems to me that wants a country 
that works. But they, they're looking at things now and they're saying the country is dysfunctional. Uh, like you mentioned, the crime, the abortion, the, the economy, the, the inflation, the, the border. It's not functioning the right way. And especially when it hits home, when they say, wait a minute, how are my children being educated, my grandchildren being educated in the school? Or, or, or what about, you know, are my, are my streets in my neighborhood safe? Or what is the price of my groceries and my gas? Yeah. Then people are going to say, they're going to transcend, it seems to me. And I hear you saying this as part of your message. They're going to transcend those political divides. And they're going to say, I want a country that works. I want a community that's safe. And I want groceries that are affordable. And isn't that going to, you think, bring people more together? I'm wondering if the outcome of this election isn't going to show a, a more united America than a divided one. What you're actually seeing, because uh, even if you go to the Mar Maslow's chart of needs and you, on the bottom, you've got safety, food, your house, and it moves on up to a smaller uh, apex there. So there are many things that people agree on, whether you are young, old, whatever your ethnicity is, there's one blood and one human race. You know, I say there are no separate races. So whatever you are, what your political party is, your religion, your choice of religion. And thank God we still have freedom of religious choice here in America. We really do. So whatever, there are certain things that we will agree on that will unify us and perhaps unify the vote. And we are kind of seeing that around the country as well. So yeah. the real issue is fear not, vote. But vote with hope, vote with confidence. And I, I really say, and, and I'm not just trying to bash one party or the other, but the administration currently is giving us too much fear and doubt yeah. and confusion. So we need to come out of that. So that is where I'm praying. And it is a Christian obligation and responsibility to vote. That's a privilege here in America. We still have a choice to, to decide who we vote for. And in, in, at the end of every election, if I cannot say I've done my very best, I cannot complain with what I get. You yeah, have to that's think right. about that. So get up and get busy. Uh, just get, get up and get busy in helping to have America be better. God save our souls. And then God save America. God bless America. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you've been doing some writing, um, and I've seen you do this in past elections too, about the spiritual uh, dimension of voting. And you're touching on it a little bit here now. Um, but, you know, it is, it is I, I point out to people, you know, the act of voting is an act of love for God and neighbor. Love for God because we're obeying him. And, and, and when he says, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, give to God what is God's, he wants us to participate in the process, yeah. like you're saying. But it's also an act of love of neighbor because the legislator I vote for is the one who's going to make laws for my neighbor and for mm -hmm. his or her children and, and grandchildren. The judge I vote for is the one who's going to decide cases that impact my neighbor and his or her children and grandchildren. So it's an act of, of love of neighbor to try to set up a society that has the best kind of leaders. Um, what are some of the other spiritual reflections you've been giving people about this uh, tremendous act of voting that we are currently engaging in? In the book of Romans chapter 13, and it says, if you're afraid of the powers, 
be afraid and act accordingly. Now, he didn't mean be afraid of the evil powers. God is higher than the evil powers. And yet God allows everything to happen for various reasons. So what we have to think about Jesus at the time of his birth, his mother, Mary, blessed Mary, and his stepfather, Joseph, were on the way to pay taxes. So if God gives the example of them obeying the law and going in to pay their taxes, then that would also show us that God is not opposed to us voting because both of those are activities that are sanctioned by our governments. Now, if the government is not being run by people who love and fear God and love human dignity and humanity from the womb to the tomb into eternity, then the people groan and they mourn. When you have leaders who think it's okay to rip babies apart in the womb or give women these little pills that they can take and have their self-abortion at home in their bathroom, when people are saying that that's good, that's really not good. It's, it's, mm. it's killing the baby. It's hurting the mother. So if you have leaders that are supporting those things that will not let people live but will kill people, it's time according to the word of God, to do what's in Deuteronomy. I think it's Deuteronomy 30, choose life. Yes. It is time to choose life, vote for life, care for all people from the womb to the tomb into eternity. So spiritually, God gives us uh, the opportunity to pay taxes, but those taxes should not go towards more abortions and human trafficking and all that kind of thing undercover. That's not what the taxes should go for. So these are things that we must continue to consider when we get ready to vote. And you and I have been spreading this message for many years. We worked uh, side by side on the, the Priest for Life team for what was it, 15 or 16 years? It was 16 I think, right? years. <laughs> and I have to remember my wonderful, dauntless executive assistant, Eugene V. Hill, joined oh. us. And don't we just miss Eugene? I almost can't have a conversation without you, without remembering Eugene. So what a great man he was! Yeah, he what a great man. Died too young, and um, uh, of course we were together at his funeral. But yeah, we pray for his family. We pray for uh, you know it, it, thanking God for all the good that he did. But yeah, we worked together all those years, and you know it in in, in, in what we were saying to the public and are still saying now, and you just articulated it, is that at the core of every issue that's important is the right to life and the dignity of the human person. It's not that it's the only issue. It's the core of every issue. It's at the beginning. And it begins in the womb. Human life begins in the womb. Human dignity, women's rights, civil rights, that all begins in the womb. Now, I do want to give a little analogy. It might sound a little strange, so just try to ride with me on this. When people are fearful, women say, for example, so we've got another issue that's going on in America now, transgender surgeries of minors. So uh, that means that you remove body parts from children that will not grow back because they're not happy being whoever they are. Okay. So I tell my grandchildren all the time, because they're very compassionate, compassion that sometimes is misplaced compassion. So I said, so when you guys have these conversations, do you remind the young kids that if something is removed, it's not going to grow back, so they should not make these early decisions? Do you tell them that? Now, here's the other part of that. 
for instance, there's been a shortage of baby formula in America. Mm. So a woman is pregnant and she says, I need to get an abortion. I won't be able to feed my baby. Now, at the same time, there are little girls and sometimes they are minors and they're deciding they want to be boys or males, females want to be male. So they remove their breasts, for example, by surgery. So out of fear, out of doubt, out of terror, sometimes it's economic, other reasons, the women are removing the part of their body that can feed and nurture the baby. Or the mother will say, I need to get an abortion because there's not going to be any baby formula. Now, most of us would say that's not the solution. Don't abort the baby because there's no formula. Fix the economy so that there is formula. Right. So that's just a little analogy because I think of things that when I talk to my grandchildren, my adult children, we talk about these things too, but now the grandchildren are becoming old enough. Yes. Ask these kinds of questions. So I said, never make a decision when you're in a deep place of fear, doubt, and terror. Right. You've got to go to God. You've got to pray. You've got to get the word of God. You've, there are compassionate people all around us who will help. And that's why it's important to vote for God-fearing people who will support life over death to support people who will care for these pregnancy care centers and help them pray for people who will in their churches, if they have a sermon to preach. And if you don't have books of Father Frank sermons, get them every, get one right away. So we have to have those kind of people. Interesting father, here's another, and, and it'll, it'll sound like I'm going off on a tangent, but I'm not. I try to hear God. So I was leaving my home and I walked by uh, a place where I have a lot of my books. So, you know, your green prayer book. What's the name? Yeah. Of it? What's the, the name? Pro-Life Reflections for Every Day. So it was sitting right there and I was about to get in my car and I said, it felt like Holy Spirit said, take this with you. And I said, OK, uh, yeah. So I went somewhere and I think it was a security guard or someone, a female, and she said, I'm a Catholic and I want to know more. Uh, I said, here, take this. And I had the book right there. Oh, look at that. Holy Spirit knew that I was going to meet somebody who needed it. It was just so amazing. Isn't that beautiful? And Thank I think you. I just shared that because there are so many resources at the Priesthood Life Store, for example. Yes. And especially you're going to have the Christmas and Thanksgiving bundles. That's and right. All of that. So there are so many resources there that people can have to use or give or pass on. I love Anthony's books, for example. So all of that and America First Policy Institute, if you wanna visit me where I'm the chairman of the Center for the American Dream, there are yes. papers and op-eds and there's information. So there are resources all around us that we can use to bless others. Now, I uh, will tend to put out happy memes on, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And it's Alveda, it's at Alveda C. King. Right there it says at Alveda King, but that C needs to be in there, at Alveda C. King. Now, listen to this. You put out a happy meme and the world is terrible and people are dying. I said, but go out and try to bless somebody. And when you do that, see how 
your eyes will see something a little different when you see the smile of that person yes. that you have blessed. So if you say, Alvito, you're always too happy, you're smiling, your dad got killed, your grandmama got killed, your uncle got killed, you had abortions, you should be weeping and crying. Well, if I go out and help somebody, it helps me when they smile. Praise God. You mentioned about the resources. Uh, this is the book you were referring to, Pro-Life Reflections. I, book. I need before. some. Send me some in the mail, Father Frank. We'll I send you some more. more. Yeah, it's uh, one little reflection for each day. And uh, the store, like you mentioned, ProLifeProducts.org, uh, is uh, many, many resources there. And um, Oh, wait a minute. Where's your voter toolkit? And the voter toolkit is there, too. It is an election section of the store. Okay. And uh, on ProLifeProducts.org. And uh, well, thanks, Alvita. This is great. Would you lead us um, into prayer once again? And we'll lift up all the needs of our audience as well as the needs of our nation. Please pray. Well, can I do this too, Father? Uh, you know, your good friend, my mama, Mrs. Naomi King, and I recorded this little light of mine a long time ago now. And there is a music video of that with pictures of us and us singing. So I would like to close in prayer and then do just a little touch of this little light of mine. Absolutely. Father, thank you for the opportunity uh, to share the airwaves or the uh, networks or whatever they're called today. A long time ago, it was the information highway. Now it's the internet and we have all of this. But thanks for the opportunity to reach many, many people with this message. Bless Father Frank and the whole Priest for Life family. Uh, bless everyone who will see this particular segment, Lord God. And we just thank you. Uh, we're going into Thanksgiving and Christ Christmas, Lord, after a really, really rough election. But let us come together in faith, hope, and love. Let our lights, a little light is just that, one individual light. But when all the candles are lit, it's a very beautiful light reflecting Christ. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Amen. And, and may we join together in offering the prayer that Jesus gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and, and the glory, glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks, Alvita, for blessing us with your thoughts and your prayers. And we will look forward to seeing you soon. Uh, blessed Election Day. Happy Thanksgiving. And regards to your family. Thank you so much. God bless. All right. And thank you, friends, for joining us. Remember, President Trump's rallies this weekend. Don't miss them. Saturday night in uh 
Uh, where will he be Saturday night in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, Sunday afternoon in Miami, Florida, and then Monday night in Dayton, Ohio. Watch it right here on Right Side Broadcasting or on Newsmax or on our channel, uh, our webpage, uh, PresidentTrumpRallies.com. Thanks, friends. And remember what President Trump always tells us. We are part of the greatest political movement in American history, bar none. And the greatest days of America are yet to come. Father Frank Pavone here of Priests for Life. God bless you. Bye, everybody. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.